0: and welcome to the frames for thought podcast i am mark your actor and with me always is alex the animator and today we're talking about one of my most favorite of all subjects when it comes to film and theater that's stage combat and fight scenes i absolutely love it i was a choreographer for a while i still can do it let's get into the discussion Alex, 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 how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Marky, 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 Mark. Oh, this is so awesome. I love this topic. It's it's one of my favorite things that when I got into theater school, I was so happy that my first program at Keanu, uh, really emphasized stage combat. And I think it's something that literally all actors need to know. There's no reason why you shouldn't have a basic knowledge of it. And I'll, I'll get into why. And uh, we can talk a little bit about, uh, quote-unquote, like my strategies with uh, choreographing fights. But I'm not going to give away all my secrets. And there's things that I can't talk about without actually, you know, someone physically being here to show it. (laughs) Um, Have I ever uh, told you the story of Darth
1: Plagueis the Wise?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we're just going to... I'm going to just jump right into it because I have a lot to talk about. Um, So let's just start from the very foundation of it. Okay, so you're
1: six and you're watching wrestling in your living room.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, (laughs) we're not going to start there. (laughs) Um, We're going to go with what's most important and the number one thing that's the most important with stage combat and with wrestling and with doing any kind of physical choreography on Earth is... Safety. Mm. Safety is number one. If you don't feel safe, stop and get away from it. That's like the number one thing. I have a quick story on that where me and a buddy of mine at Keanu, we were practicing our rapier fight. uh, And that's like uh, musketeer swords. Um, We were practicing our fight choreography for that. And then all of a sudden there was a moment where our choreography went wrong. And instead of just going on and like keep doing it and doing it wrong my partner just like backed off and threw down his sword and walked away. And that's exactly what you should do. If it's like, I don't know what's going to go on. I don't want to get hurt. Just back off, hands up. And then like, no, 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 no. We got to go back. We got to check our notes. We got to see what went wrong here. Um, That is so important. And so uh, some of the basic rules when it comes to safety. And there's three big ones that go with unarmed and armed combat. Um, the very first one, and probably the most important one, is distance. Um, to find distance with your partner, you have to face each other and then hold out your arms as far as they go. And basically what you want is them to just barely, if not touching. That's the safest distance you can be. And because of the way a lot of theaters are designed, you can get away with that just being your distance for everything. Um, When you get into theater of the round, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, it gets a bit more difficult, but that's what your safe distance should be, and that's where you should be starting from. On top of that, when you're performing it and when you're rehearsing it, what also is very important is the eye contact. You shouldn't go in and do a slap or a punch or anything on your stage partner until you guys make eye contact, because you guys need to know and communicate with each other without saying, I'm going to punch you now, that's how you do it. That's how you show each other you're ready. The third thing, and this is something that changes the more you rehearse it, is the speed in which you do these actions. So, for example, if it's the first day of rehearsal for for stage combat, and I have these people who are either uncomfortable or veterans, I will tell them, we're going to go at 10% speed, just so we can get the choreography down. And as we're working through it, we're going as slow as possible. It's all slow motion fight. And it feels silly and it feels wrong, but it's important. (laughs) Um, Because eventually what happens is you go from 10% to 25. 25 to 50. 50 to 75. 75 to show. And sometimes, uh, depending on the actors involved and the director, 75% will be your show. But it depends, again, on what's going on. They can bump it up to a little bit faster. But that's sort of the progression I like to do when I'm doing my choreography with people, just because I want to give them a chance. Because a lot of actors don't have any combat experience or even just like physical altercation experience in general. Like they don't take karate classes or whatever, Um, so they don't feel comfortable in their body doing these moves, and it makes them. I've I've had people like cry while doing it because like the idea of being physical makes them that upset and they're that nervous of hurting the other person that they have a breakdown. And kind of the rule is, if you don't want to hurt somebody, don't think I'm going to hurt them. <laughs> that's like that's how you kind of make it happen <laughs> um, like, unintentionally. If you're so scared, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to accidentally punch Greg. I'm going to accidentally punch Greg. I'm going to accidentally punch Greg. That's how you're going to punch Greg. It's like you're you're, you're
1: accidentally overcompensating for something.
0: Exactly. And then, because I mean, that's always in the back of your mind, when you go to do the move... All of a sudden, your confidence goes all the way downhill, and you do something slightly different. And Craig is like, "What's going on?" And he does something slightly different, and then all of a sudden, he has a bloody nose. Right. And like that's just how that happens sometimes. And sometimes and it's sorry, all.
1: I'm just gonna like jump on this a little bit. It's like yeah, sometimes please, please, with please. the pros when they're talking about their fight scenes, you see like behind the scenes uh, footage of something where you know, even if it's a kung fu movie or something like that, and you're you're doing something with like Donnie Yen. Something, and you accidentally punch Donnie Yen, like maybe a little <laughs> bit too hard or he punches you a little bit too hard. It's that whole thing about like, uh, you know, surfing or falling off, falling off the board or something. You know, you do it once. It, it's you get it out of the way and then you, you, you feel a lot more relaxed afterwards doing it again because you guys usually there's a lot of camaraderie that happens between the like the two people who are mm-hmm. in the, the stunt choreography or the fight choreography. Mm-hmm. And so usually when that happens, is you you get the, the jitters out of the way, so to speak, in a way, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that is like a large part of what rehearsal does, where you go to 10, 25, 50, 75, 100% or whatever. It's just you, mm-hmm. you get all those nervous jitters out at the low speed, and then you start to ramp up slow. And so you're feeling much more confident when you get to the to the higher speeds. And so, yeah, yeah I think, you know, you, you're you right about that with the nervousness.
0: And then <laughs> that that's what's going to make it happen more than just... Uh, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and it's also, if you get too confident in it as well, then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to add all this extra flavor to it. And it's like, he doesn't know you're adding that flavor and then boom, bloody nose. Mm. So, you know, just, just do what you've rehearsed. It's all good. Just be confident in what you're doing. It's all going to work out and it's all going to be great. It's all going to be fine. Right. Uh, um, some lesser safety things, but are still important. Um, get your character shoes right away. Because how you move in these shoes will dictate how you do these moves uh, on stage in front of an audience. That's actually a really so interesting
1: point. That's like I don't. I yeah. feel like that's something a lot of people would miss.
0: Tons of people miss it. That's why I always bring it up. Shoes are very important, especially to if you're doing a period piece. Mm. Like us wearing the clothes that we wear today, it's a lot looser and it's a lot more flexible, and it gives more to our movements. If you're doing something that takes place in the 1800s, they're a lot more constrictive. Right. And so if you know that that's what you're going into, get as much of your costume stuff as fast as you can for these fights. Um, Even if it's not like the exact thing you're going to be wearing, get something as close as possible. Um, And another part of that as well, it's in the same realm. If you're doing a domestic violence scene and someone gets like thrown onto a couch or thrown onto a table or pushed into a dresser, you need to get those props right away as well too. You can only do so much like miming the dresser being here and like stopping yourself and stuff that only goes so far. Cause once you get to the actual show and you're putting your body weight onto the, onto the furniture, we need to know if the furniture moves. We need to know how unsafe it is. So that's, that's something like as an actor, you can't really control, but that's something that you should push for right away. Um, and also, actually, that, that kind of sparks something I didn't think about before. If you have, like, a pre-existing injury or something that makes you nervous to do blank, like, I have a bad knee. So there's a few things, like, I, there's a lot of falls I don't like to do now just because I'm nervous about my, my ankle and my knee. Um, so I'll tell them ahead of time, like, hey, this is what's up with this. I can give it my best, but, like, I'm going to be really hesitant, blah, 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 blah.
1: Well, pr- um, preparation is king, right? exactly I mean, exactly
0: and i mean like it, and if and that's the thing if, if you're a fight choreographer or your director if they don't know that about you they might put you in a situation where you're going to end up hurting yourself by accident mm-hmm. um so let everyone know what's going on because i mean it's, it's for your safety and it's for everybody else as well
1: definitely well i mean even i'm just going to relate this to animation in a real quick way you know preparation preparation being key to like the the theatrical performance of the film performance or whatever it is you know you want to be as prepared as possible so that by the time you actually get to that staging moment where you're performing Mm -hmm. for the audience it's it's done in a way that's safe and effective to the audience and in Mm -hmm. animation it before the animators are allowed to touch it and make that shot it has to go through design like you know all the prep work it has to go through design it has to go through layout it has to go through storyboarding and all that before it gets to animation and then you know all the prep work for animators have has been done at that point and then the animators come in and they're like okay here it is boom there it is and it's only <laughs> because all the other behind the scenes stuff is done ahead of time right preparation it's very important
0: yeah no it, it's 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 key it's key to everything um yeah i, I can't put it any way better yeah it it's great um i want to move on to something that i kind of mentioned Few minutes ago, uh, and that's the staging of the fight. So when it comes to theater world, you have a couple different stages you're going to be working on in your career. Um, the the typical one is like the stereotypical one where you have the proscenium wall and all the seats are in like are facing the one side, and so that one's sort of the easiest to sort of map out combat on. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll do a quick example. When um, I was doing fight choreographer. Uh, for Spring Awakening, um, there's a scene where the father slaps the son. And they were trying to figure out how to make it work and how to make it work and how to sell it. And they were doing this, this old school, um, I as the father, I as the person who is going to hit you, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to put my uh, hand on your shoulder or it was like on his collar and I'm going to lift up my hand and I'm going to follow through and I'm going to slap my own hand. Mm. Uh, that's, that's a classic. Everyone's done it. I've done it. You can still do it. There's nothing wrong with it. But when I saw it, uh, because this is one of those things where they had somebody come in and do it. And then they wanted my opinion. Like they wanted me to do a run on it because I I was in school at the time and the school was like, Hey, like our normal fight guy did this. What do you think? And so I remember it was the two actors were friends of mine. And I remember I walked up and so this is what I told them to do. I was like, okay, so you're scared of your father. So have your back towards the audience start to cower down and then as your father walks up to you and like we already we already did our distance and everything at this time they already know all that stuff as your father walks up to you and he hits his mark and he lifts his like and he hits his mark uh you as you're cowering you're gonna lift your one hand that's uh in front of you and the audience can't see you're gonna put it out in front of you and then as the father lifts up and comes in he's gonna slap your hand and not his own and they're like, oh, okay. And so, like, we rehearsed that a little bit. We got it figured out. And then the director came in, and we're like, okay, I just take take a quick look at this. And he comes in, and just like, boom, 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 boom. And the director thought for sure he actually hit him. Right. <laughs> so good staging. Like little changes. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and this is sort of uh, the kind of making the fight realistic because that's you're trying to sell it, right? Like everyone knows that he's not actually getting hit. Right. Like everyone knows that. But you want it so, to feel
1: you- uncomfortable, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. you want that animal instinct inside of someone's body to go like, "Oh my god," like that's that's what you want. You want them to kind of perk up in their seats and be like, "Oh, oh my goodness, they're actually hitting each other." Oh no! Yeah, like as, <laughs> as
1: an audience member, I I usually find like stuff like that to be a little bit uncomfortable. But it is but and, that, and that's and like that's sort that's of like the, the sort of response that you're trying to elicit. Right?
0: Exactly, like, especially with that show in particular. Like if I was doing a comedic show. That would not be the slap I would do. Right, that would be too real. <laughs> we would we would change that up entirely. Um, but on top of that, uh, Gilligan, so that, that's, if, like, that's like You a... <laughs> idiot. There's and they just, you know, like, um, and that's all like timing and reaction. Of um, so the other type of staging that I kind of hate doing, like I have a love hate with it, is when you're doing something that's more theater in the round, and that means you have seats on all sides or three sides. And why that one is tougher, it's it's a, its a fun challenge because you have to come up with, like, ways to hide things differently and do things slightly different. Um, But what kind of sucks about it is, like, you can't really mask as safely as you want. It's harder to hide. Sorta, yeah. It's much harder to hide, and so you kind of have to take a little bit more risks. And, like, that's why when I kind of talked about distance earlier, I was like, that's the ideal of what you want. Because you can do that when you had the proscenium wall mm-hmm. constantly. It's a fixed you camera. You always right exactly even thinking from
1: animation right like the proscenium wall is your fixed camera in film and television Mm -hmm. but then you're talking about your theater in the round and that's video games and as an animator i have to make sure that that animation looks good no matter where you look at it because players have control of the camera now right so exactly i it 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 was you can't hide it
0: yeah and to kind of go off like the anime talk from last week it, that that's a big difference too, you know? Like you have that static one shot, but then with anime, it's all over the place and the camera angle will be like looking up one second then looking to the side the other. And so it's, it's like that too with theater in the round. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to... I, I tend to dial things back a little bit depending on what it is. I dial it back a little bit and I try to focus... Like here's your focus for the fight is over here and this is where everyone should be looking. And then this little stuff over here isn't as important. That's sort of my goal when I when I do theater in the round. Um, it's a bit more difficult, but there's still like you still got to make your eye contact. You still got to be at a safe speed. You like all those other rules still apply. And if you feel unsafe, you have to say something right away. Yeah, because you don't want them to set something in then move on. Um. Oh, and I, I, sorry, this is something I should have mentioned before. Um. And just clued in now. As an actor, when you're getting when you're given stage combat, uh, as you get it. You know, like, okay, so at this scene, do this, do this, do this. Go off and either have your own little binder or write on your script. What I like to do is that I, I I take my scripts apart and I three-hole punch them. And then in between the scenes with the fights, I'll write down the choreography in between. So, like, it'll say, like, page six. And then if you flip it, then you'll have all my fight choreography written down. Mm-hmm. And then you flip the fight choreography, page seven starts. Yeah. Um, That's what I like to do because that kind of keeps it all in uh altogether and that's what you need to do as an actor. It's it's basically writing down your blocking, but it's a lot more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. And every time you rehearse or before every show, you should run the fight choreography just so you can get it ingrained into your body and into your mind. Yeah. So that basically you and your fellow actor can do it without thinking. Well there's something that Um, comes
1: along with that too and we talked about it a little bit in the last one that you talk about it with the anime is is the rhythm. Right? mm -hmm, The rhythm of the fight, the beats. You want to hit the beats and it's it's almost like a dance in a way right the more the more yeah. rehearsed you are with the with the beats and the rhythm you know you're the the more on on key you're going to get it and so yeah. when when you think about that song like a favorite song that you listen to and you know you listen to it over and over and over and you, or if you're playing an instrument and you practice that song over and over and over and you hit all the beats and you hold the notes where they need to be held and like you take yeah. the rest where it needs to be rested you the rhythm and the melody of the of the choreography. It's really important too, right?
0: Oh, 100%. I mean like it, it gets to a point in my body when I'm doing stage combat where it does become a song. Mm-hmm. Like it's like in my mind I'm like okay, so now I right hook, left hook, front kick, back back. You know, like I'll just be saying that in my head as I'm doing it right. to kind of get it worked like it helps you rem- it helps you remember it. Um and it helps you with your timing as well. Uh which I guess I'll talk about now because it's a good transition. Yeah. Um, the timing of a fight is extremely important as well. So, easiest example: if Alex is on the stage and he's uh, talking mad mess about me and my and my my wife, then I'll I'll stroll up to him in the saloon and I'll rear my arm back and my you'll, the audience will see my fist go across my body across his face, but he doesn't move his head until my shoulder is where his nose like is in line with his nose, then all of a sudden he moves it. Like a delayed punch, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, I throw the punch, one, two, reaction to the punch. That's not good. That is bad. Um, The best way to do it, and this goes back to the eye contact thing, if I walk up, me and Alex make eye contact, I pull back, he sees where my fist is, and he follows my fist as it goes across my chest, and then his head goes with it, so as soon as my fist is in front of his nose, uh, then he follows it, With his eyes, and that's all you need to do. That's your timing right there for that punch. Um, It's different with everything. Like, if I went to go for a gut punch, um, I would have to pull him down, get him up, and then he'll see the fist come up, and he'll know when to react then. Um, It's all about being aware of what's happening. And nothing is, in my opinion, nothing takes me out of a show quicker than bad choreography like this. So if you can't line up your punches, your slaps, your kicks your throws. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you'd mess up a throw, but if you can't line that all up, actually hair pulls, if you can't line up a hair pull, that hurts to watch. That is, that is painful to watch. Um, if you can't do those things, then you need to spend time on your timing and you need to have your stage manager and your director or whoever just sit there and be like, nope, nope. <laughs> like, this is what you need to do. You need to follow it. And what helps with timing as well is my favorite thing called the nap. The nap, is awesome. You heard me do a nap earlier when I was doing the slaps and you hear that clap. That's a nap. Naps are awesome. They're a sound cue for the audience and they're a sound cue for the actors. So, let's say, um, let's say we're doing a thing where I'm talking to the audience and Alex walks in and he grabs a tea kettle from off the stove and as I'm talking, he sneaks up on me, he sneaks up on me, and then from the bottom up, he hits me in the back of the head. I won't know when that tea kettle is coming, because I'm looking at the audience, but as Alex is moving it up, he's gonna he's gonna nap the kettle so it makes the sound of the flesh hitting metal, and that's when I know when to react. That takes a whole lot of the effort off of me, puts it onto Alex to make everything look good. Yeah. Um, but that's how that's how that's why naps are so good. And naps, like again, the sound is so visceral, especially for like a slap when it's skin on skin. That, oh. You hear that, and you're like, "Yeah, that person got hit." And then I deliver <laughs> so, no. the one liner: "Pot, meat, kettle." kettle. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good, uh, good kettle line. but I think that's the best one you can do. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 very it's the nap is my favorite thing in the world. And to kind of relate this to wrestling a little bit, uh, in the '90s and 2000s, there was a wrestler called Yoshihiro Tajiri, or just Tajiri in uh, the WWF at the time, WWE as well. Um, and his whole thing was that he was, they called him the Japanese buzzsaw. And his whole thing was just a flurry of kicks. And if you watch him do kicks, you always see him slapping his thigh. And that's the stage nap for kicks. Is that when you go in and you do like a round, you just slap your thigh as your leg comes in. And that's when the person knows when to react. Um I was a big fan of, I like doing the gut kick because it's the same principle. You just kick them in the front and you just slap the th- top of your thigh. Boom. Sells it. It's great. Um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I love the nap. The nap is my absolute favorite thing. There was, um, I was also, last side story on this topic. Um, there's an interview where I believe it's Conan O'Brien and, and Jackie Chan. And, uh, they they make this joke about like how fast Jackie Chan is or whatever, and then Jackie Chan goes and he throws a punch to hit Conan in the face, and like obviously he's like a mile away from his face, but as he throws the punch, he slaps his chest. Yeah. And so you get the, you get you get the nap there, and then Conan's reaction, and it's like yeah, like that's that's a perfect like Chinese kung fu straight punch. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. Yeah. The nap is beautiful, and I mean like. And this goes to something I love in animation as well. And we've talked about, bef- about this before, but like folio, you know, like. Oh, you mean folio, Foley, fo- foley work. Foli. Sorry, I call yeah. it folio. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like a portfolio. No, but this. Like a yeah. portfolio. Yeah. yeah. The foley work is amazing.
0: Yeah. And so, actually, I have a question quickly. Can we, can we tangent a little bit? Yeah, we can tangent a little bit do you know the sounds coming in before you do the animation or does does the animation dictate the sound?
1: The animation dictates the sound a lot of the time. You you have a pretty good idea um, because when uh, we were doing our student films like a decade ago, uh, Mm -hmm. we had a Foley artist at the studio. And so he was given the animation. He would watch it a bunch of times and be like, ooh, what could I use to make that sound? And because my film is about a rat who eats like mutant leftovers. Um <laughs> he got to play around with a lot of like really gross and sloppy sounding <laughs> uh things. You know, like he he used like water balloons that would pop on different kinds of surfaces and yeah it's just really great. You know, like he would dump out like hamburger meat onto a steel surface. <laughs> it's just you know like all all sorts of really interesting things. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool.
0: Yeah, but like, would you would you say like uh in like in the professional world you'll get something like, um, character A, uh, drop kicks character B, and so like you already know what to animate for that. But does the folio person have a chance to pick out sounds before that comes into them? Yeah, or I' it... you know, I,
1: I really don't know. honestly. Oh, okay, most cool. of the time, I think that they'd probably be going in blind and they'd be trying a bunch of different things to see what works. And honestly, awesome. if you're if you're an experienced foley artist, you probably have like ten thousand tricks in your bag that you can do. You know, <laughs> like somebody's walking in stilettos down that echoey hallway is probably <laughs> yeah, but... somebody walking on stilettos <laughs> on like a very like hard surface and they record it you know with like um, reverb or something in there so
0: i think i've told you this before but I, I just want to say it for the audience in case i haven't said it for them my favorite foley in animation is still uh there was a show called Duckman, and he was just <laughs> like a Man. he was like a giant duck and every single time he takes a step in the show you hear like a like a slap 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 slap, slap. like like his, his uh, web feet yeah, hitting concrete feet. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know why, but like every time he does, that, I just think it's super cute. <laughs> just like slap, 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 slap.
1: <laughs> the old cabbage punch from Kung the Fu cabbage... movies. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, they used to punch cabbage as as oh, part of funny. the Foley for like Kung Fu movies.
0: That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, like the classic. Whoosh. <laughs> Probably. Cabbage. Uh, my, my favorite is my favorite is like like the sword. Like the ting, 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 where you know it's just some guy holding like a kettle with like a spoon. Just like ting, 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 ting. Right.
1: I think, I forget what sound effect it is in Star Wars. I think it's the, like the lasers or one of the lasers is some guy recorded himself with a hammer or a wrench hitting the the steel (laughs) cable, like the steel support cable for like a telephone pole. (laughs) That's awesome. They have all kinds of cool tricks, man. (laughs)
0: I love them. I love it. Yeah. It has to be like the coolest job. Definitely. It has to be so fun. Um, uh, but okay, speaking, cool. uh, speaking
1: of Kung Fu, uh, like the Hong Kong Kung Fu scene in the 1970s, mm-hmm. right? And, and how far that that has come in, you know, 40, 50, 60 years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from taking inspiration from old Peking operas mm-hmm. and then moving into things like, you know, uh, like counterculture in the in the in the West, you know, where where I guess minority groups would have been inspired by some of the movement mm. some of the movement in Kung Fu and then like you have the yeah. birth of breakdancing. Yep. Right? Yeah. And so it just is it's really interesting to see how far it's come because really going from like the cha 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 of the Peking <laughs> uh, operas into yeah. what Bruce Lee did when yeah. he was a part of Golden Harvest. And then, uh, you know, transitioning to where action movies are now, where you get people like Scott Adkins, who are just like... I love Scott Adkins. Just literally everywhere.
0: <laughs> he's so good. Um, oh, and what, the what the hell's the name? Something something White. He. Uh, I should have put him on my list. I made a list of, of films I want to mention at the end, and mm-hmm. I should have put one of his on, because he's great, too. Maybe it'll um, come back
1: to you. But, I mean, like, Scott Adkins, yeah. just for a quick plug for him... He's got his own YouTube channel where he talks about stunt work and stunt guys and talks with stunt yep. guys and, you know, does does talks about all this kind of stuff. So if that's something that interests you, definitely go check it out.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, if, if you're interested in taking a stunt school, they do exist, like, in in the West anyways. I know there's stunt schools in Vancouver here. Um, so I, I would imagine there's stunt schools across Canada, uh, well, I, probably I imagine the major cities.
1: They're probably anywhere where there's, like, a film set. So.
0: exactly as yeah. i was about to correct myself um and the same thing with the states you know if you're in new york if you're in california there's got to be stunt schools there um and they and, and i had a friend who or i shouldn't i had a roommate who went through it and she learned like horseback riding and like driving cars and like fighting and jumping off buildings and stuff like they teach you all that mm-hmm. and i was like that's amazing that's the best thing in the world <laughs> so how
1: does this change now so we're we're talking about like fight choreography and doing stunt work mm-hmm. we kind of digress mm-hmm. a little bit into kung fu how does this change now if you throw like a big spear in there big weapon uh, What what's the difference do you still because you you have to maintain your physical distance yeah, you know you, yeah, you still yeah. have to go through all your practice choreography and stuff but what what changes
0: so, so um for me personally um i don't like weapons um we got to use them, but I personally just don't like them. Sure. And the, the so there's the fundamentals of weapons. Um, the very first thing that you need to understand is that the weapon is an extension of your body. So even as something as holding your rapier in its scabbard, you have to understand that you have this big scabbard sticking out your butt now. And so you're like a bee with a big old stinger. And so you have to realize that that's going to be in the way. And you have to move a certain way because of that. Um, when it comes to the fight aspect, if me and Alex are about to face off on a bridge, and we both draw katanas, our fight would have to be, uh, our, our fundamental rules still exist. I for
1: this fight would last a long time, because if you drew a katana <laughs> on me on the bridge, I would run so fast the other way, you'd have to catch I would just me. cut down the bridge at that point. Yeah, you, I would you would jump just have, have like, to catch j- me. <laughs>
0: um... Uh, <laughs> so it's still the same fundamental rules, right? So we got to make eye contact, but now our distance changes because we have this extension of our, of our hands. So it's not about how far my hand goes now. It's about how far that blade goes or how far that stick goes or how far uh, that um, chair goes, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever it is, we have to understand the distance of it. Um, and the thing is with the swords as well, they're dull they should be dull let me let me rephrase that if you're doing a stage combat and you have a sword or a knife or anything it should be dull and if it's not dull get one dull um they can still puncture they can still hurt uh there's a lot of stories of actors getting stabbed with with dull knives and dull rapiers like Going through the skin, hitting organs. Yeah, like I, it, I don't mean to laugh.
1: I'm just laughing because yeah. like there's so many times. I love that one of the things that I love about Jackie Chan is he includes all of those mistakes in like the yeah. the B reel at the end and like just things like where he tries to flip a coffee table and the coffee table lands on him. You know, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's stuff like that where or there oh, I forget now, but there were there's like a a Sammo Hung movie from like way way back when. But, yeah. uh... There's tons.
0: <laughs> oh, of course there are. But
1: these stunt guys were supposed to, like, do this flip and land on a car, but they missed and they hit the road. <sighs> and it shut the production down for, like, I think a couple weeks or a couple months or something oh. like that. But then they were like, okay, let's go again. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, there's actually... So, so, on the topic of weapons as well, um, because my favorite weapon that I learned and I still actually kind of like to practice with on my own is my quarter staff. Um... And what it is, is that's big old piece of wood and you take electrical tape and you tape it to keep it sturdy. Um I still have it actually in the back here. Is it Donatello? But, uh, no, he's got a Donatello stick. Donatello's got a bow staff. There. Yeah. yeah. See that black stick right there? That's it. So a
1: quarter staff is shorter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's basically it's what little John always uses in Robin Hood. Um Or is it longer? It's always bow staff is what?
1: I'm. Conv- <laughs> I, I'm making myself confused. I'm looking too deep into it. It's a. It's yeah. It's your. It doesn't, it's your doesn't matter. Stat. It's all good.
0: Um. So so it's still like it can still hurt you. Is the point I'm going to get across? If I if you get hit by it, it's still going to hurt. And to kind of reference a little bit we just talked about, uh, you know Jackie Chan's in um, oh my God, Enter the Dragon. You know he's in that, right? Sure. Yeah. So he's one of the stunt guys in the background, and there's a scene where uh Bruce Lee has two sticks. And he's stick fighting a whole bunch of bad guys. And then there's one that he just pops right on the head. Um, that one was Jackie Chan. But when they were doing it, Bruce Lee was so in the moment that he actually just cracked Jackie Chan on top of his skull. Ugh. And Ouch. so, but I love the way Jackie tells the story because he, he's talking about it's like, yeah, like, he's going like this, he's going like that, he's going like this. And then Jackie Chan runs in with like, you know, a full head of steam and then just crack and then he says like he says like, I'm laying on the ground I'm like half conscious and I look up and I just see Bruce Lee standing there in his Bruce Lee pose then all of a sudden he hears cut and Bruce Lee just drops both the sticks and gets like oh my god are you okay and gets like really, really <laughs> close to Jackie Chan and then that's how like him and him and Jackie Chan like formed a relationship because after that whenever Bruce Lee saw him on set he was like oh hey man like what are you learning like what's your school what are you doing and they would always talk about kung fu and stuff oh man um if only yeah, like, Bruce
1: Lee was still around today to see what he's he's become, hey. I
0: I, I don't know if you'd love it. I think you'd love it. Um, see, I've met a lot of people least,
1: who uh, who think that Bruce Lee would be like huge into MMA, right? Because his oh, like, yeah, his, whole, his whole big thing about uh, his philosophy about martial arts was take what you need, like take the useful, yeah. and leave yep. the rest.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, and that's why he's as great as he is. Mm. So, um, to kind of kind of, I so got off a little bit about topic there. Um, so yeah, you got to keep your distance, right? So you hold up your swords, or you hold up. I hold up my sword. Alex holds up his staff. We get our distance, so we know what's safe and we know what's not. And then we learn our choreography same way. We go five percent speed when we're first learning all of it. We get through all the techniques that we're gonna learn. We learn the whole thing, and we just go slow. We stay comfortable. We get our shoes. We get everything that we need, and you you treat it the exact same. Um, but the slight difference is. At least for me, I should say I'm a bit more hesitant mm-hmm. when somebody has a knife or a th- or whatever, um, and I base that I think that's because it comes from trauma. Because when I was learning uh, stage combat at school, there we we had a showcase night, which our which our teacher tried to tell us like, oh, this isn't like for marks. This is just you know so you can show other people who want to come watch some fights. And it's like we all know it's for marks, but we had audience members come in. And me and Mr. Scott T. Garland, uh, we were our quarterstaff fight. And the whole purpose of the lesson was take a scene or a play, do that with the lines, but do the choreography that we've been learning throughout the year. And so we did uh, We did the scene from the Scottish play when uh, Mackers gets killed by Macduff. Yep. And I was Mackers and he was Macduff. And we went through the whole fight and everything was going perfectly. Like me and Scott love stage combat. We love working with each other. So we're just flowing. Everything's vibing. Everything's great. There's a scene where I'm on the ground and I'm disarmed. And Scott does a big swing and he gets a stick up in the air. And then he like throws it down like to hit me. I roll out of the way and then I take his uh, staff away and then I throw it. Then he grabs my staff and gets me and kills me. He comes over the top of his head. Staff comes down, I roll out of the way, his staff hits the stage, breaks in two. Oh, no. So he had enough force to, like, seriously injure me if I didn't get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but what was kind of great, though, is it, it broke, and we both looked at the staff, then we both looked at each other, and they are like, we're just going to keep going because i got to disarm you anyway. <laughs> so yeah. we just jumped into it, and this is the whole eye contact thing, right? Yeah. We made the eye contact, and we both knew that we were still going to keep going. So we went in and, like, we did it all safe. Everything was okay. And what kind of saved it was that we had the staff taped up. And that's why I always wrap tape around my quarter quarterstaff. Uh, for those who are listening, if you want to know what I use, I use electrical tape. Um, I don't know why, but it's just the one that works the best. And it's cheap. And you can get it in the same place you get the stick. So, um, saves you on travel. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's really the same thing. So you brought up throwing a spear. Um, if you're on stage... You're not going to throw the spear towards the audience. You're going to throw it like towards off stage. And it's, a, it's, a, it's again, it's the exact same thing. We make our eye contact. You already know how far you're throwing it. We make our eye contact. And I know that I got to go to my left and you're going to throw it in the opposite direction just slightly, you know, cause like the idea is that you're not aiming for me. You're aiming to the side of me, but because of the way I move, it, it looks like you were about to hit me. And then we do that. That's how that would work um and that's something again you practice a bunch in rehearsal yeah for sure practice practice practice
1: does it change a whole lot like i i wonder if you're i don't know how well versed you'll be in this but like what if there's magic involved (laughs) um (laughs) so you mean like like shooting lightning and stuff well like shooting lightning or even like just you know like being able to using like magic wands or something like that
0: um, well, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, I haven't had too much, um, usually when it's magic stuff, it's a lot of just like overacting kind of tends to be the thing it will have like, uh, uh, what was it when I saw before a guy had like a pyro thing in his wrist. And so then when he pointed his, his finger, there was like a little uh, spark would shoot out. Mm. And so that'd be the same principle as throwing the spear, right? He knows he makes eye contact with his guy. He sees where he is. He's gonna shoot it just off of him, and the guy's gonna move in such a way that it makes it look like, "Oh, hey, he missed." Right. You know, like that's yeah. <laughs> that's the idea. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, we're getting close to the end of the t- end of here, so I just wanted the few things I I want to touch on sure. that, that are very important. Um. So another exercise that's extremely important, I think every single actor needs to learn. Um, when it comes to stage combat. You learn your techniques. You learn your forms, right? So this is how you throw a right hook. This is how you do a slash with a sword. This is how you do a stab with a spear. Blah 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 blah. You learn all that stuff. It's all part of your choreography. You look like a textbook. Great. Now you have to add character. And some of the some of the like nicest shows I've watched were ruined because th- the actor didn't add character to his fight. He just kept it as this is choreography, so I have to look like this. I have to look like that. It's you have to put your creativity into it as well. Yeah. So inject the character into it. Exactly. And so when I was in school, what we did to learn that, to understand that, is that our fight director teacher, we learned the choreography, and he's like, "Great, you all know what's going on. Now, add character to it." And so, the two characters he picks, he says, "You have to make." Uh, This one a dwarf, and this one an elf. Because they're two very different types of mystical creatures. (laughs) And so, that's what they want you to do. And so, I remember when I got that note, and this is where we're doing our rapier, our sword. So, for my dwarf, I made my dwarf, like, really low to the ground. So, I kind of, like, my butt kind of shrunk down, and I made him drunk. So, he didn't really say much, and he kind of looked surly in the face... He was just a little bit slow with everything he was doing. And so it just, but it adds a whole bunch of, it changes the character from everybody else in the classroom. And when I did my elf, I was like, oh, this is like an elf librarian who got forced to go to war. So when I pull out my sword, I have my other hand next to it in kind of like a stop motion. And then I kind of have my butt like pulled way back because I don't want to get into the fight, but I have to be in it. Right. So it's like everything I'm doing to try to get away, but I have to still do my stuff. Yeah. And what's great about that idea for that elf was that there's a moment in the fight where I win. Like I, I don't stay winning, but there's a second where like, oh my God, I got the upper hand. And so you have all that like cowardice and you have like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Then all of a sudden it's like, hey, victory. And then like everything kind of changes, but then it gets back to like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, you, you're and on so offense like, for one second and then you're back on yeah. defense.
0: Yeah, and it's like all of a sudden like you get this gold star. And then it gets taken away and you're like, oh no, not my (laughs) gold
1: star. And then you fight harder to get the gold star back.
0: (laughs) But like, but like, like, here it is. Like here I am telling a story just through the idea of like adding character to a fight without any lines, without any dialogue, just choreography and my character. All of a sudden I have a story. Mm. Um, and that's another thing I want to add to these fights is that they have to have story. They have to have moments. They have to, they have to mean something to the characters involved or why are they fighting? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I was doing choreography for another show at school, and the choreography was very good, but it was missing something. And so uh, the show was called The Bombing Gilead, and what our director did is that he did like a theater of the round, but he made it more extreme, where there was audience members sitting on stage with us. Oh, wow. So the Id- Yeah, so the idea was we were in a cafe in like a bad part of town. And so, like, everyone's, like, a riffraff and blah, blah, blah.
1: Oh, geez. Like, super interactive uh, dinner theater.
0: Exactly what it was. And so there's there's a fight in it. And one girl pushes another girl into a table. And so she hits the table. And then she grabs a fork and, like, I'm going to stick this in your eye or whatever. Um, The whole choreography they did was great. And they were doing, like, like, real hits on their, like, slaps. And so, like, that was stuff that's, like, really scary. But I'm glad they did it. And they did it really well. And they, like, rehearsed the poop out of it so it was really good but i remember watching it and she hits that table and then right away she's up with the fork and in her face right and 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 all i did as i walked down i told her i was like take like one beat to find that fork yeah and she's like what And i was like just like find the fork don't know the fork is there find it yeah you already knew that was there <laughs> yeah exactly like like, she, like the way she landed on the table her hand was on the fork right. <laughs> and so, and so it's was like i was like find it when you like land find it go yeah and she was like okay okay so they they go back up and that's and that's all i said mm-hmm. like in the direct like i just I, I said it in secret <laughs> like i didn't i didn't like i didn't tell the director what i was gonna do like he, he was there watching us he was like i just want your input and i was like yeah sure and so i just walked up and just whispered it to her i was like just find the fork it's going to be brilliant. And she's like, okay,
1: take the beat, push
0: her in. And she, and she takes like one beat just to look around the table. She finds it. You see her find it. And you see like the idea form. She grabs it. She turns around. And the director was like, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's all it takes. And, and, the, and I told the director, I was like, and now think about all the people sitting at that table, right? That fork has been there since they showed up. Now, all of a sudden, boom, someone hits their table. They go, oh my goodness. Then they grab the fork. Oh my goodness. And then she turns around and boom. Like, that just adds so much more for those people sitting there. Yeah. And I was like, like that's what you got to do. That's how you sell this stuff. That's how you make this stuff It's that whole rhythm thing again, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, ba-ba, it's ba-ba, the ba-ba, rhythm. Ba-ba. And the,
1: exactly. It's that, it's yeah. the dance. Uh, yeah, when I'm doing direction and doing animation for, like, motion capture and we have mm-hmm. the actors come in to do, to put on the suits and we're doing things, one of the pillars of animation for the game that I'm making right now is theatrical, right? And, so what I mean by that when I when I tell the actors is that I want the actions to be a lot bigger than you would normally mm. make it. And the idea yep. is because from the player perspective, if you're looking, you know, really far off in the distance and you're playing this game and suddenly enemies show up, you know, if you have them do like these really, f- you know, fine, finessed, realistic movements, the player is going to have no clue what they're doing from a distance. Yeah. Right, and in some cases you want that to be the case if you're making something hyper real with really high lethality or something like that. But in this case, I want the player to be able to look off in the distance, see an enemy, the enemy telegraphs the action, and then the player has time to th- think and respond. Right? There's there's tact in there. It's meant to be tactical in the sense where you, as a player, are watching and you're 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 trying to you know, finish your mission or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to plan it in your head and then you see an enemy show up. And you're like, oh, well, what's that? Oh, you know, like, okay, that's the big heavy guy. That's the guy with like the Gatling gun or, or that's the yeah. guy with the rocket launcher or even just think about Monster Hunter, right? How re- how good the the animation is in Monster Hunter with the way oh, that, yeah. that the monsters are able to telegraph to the player what yeah. it, it's going to do. There's always that anticipation that, the, that the, the monster will do to inform the player, even if it's just like half a second, you know, it's, it's still that just little antic that the monster does. And it goes, OK, it tells the player enough that it's like, I need to move right now.
0: Right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, it's interesting because all of this relates through industry. You know, like your yeah. industry, theater, film, and then it even comes back into television and to animation and video games and all of that, right? We're still using oh, yeah. all of these same tricks. It's just in a different yeah. medium. And it, it's
0: just a different coat. That's like right. a co- different coat of paint. That's because all it
1: is. When I'm doing the motion capture uh, with these actors, it's, it's exactly that. I'm directing them from the point of being like, nope, that, like, I really need you to arc your arm up. And I really uh-huh. need you to like deliver this or do that. Or when you hit uh-huh. the ground or do a roll, you need to, when you, before you do that roll, you need to take a second to antic backwards like, and, <gasps> and, you know, like there yeah. there needs to be that beat. It's all about that rhythm. And so um, I love hearing about it because it's so, so interesting that yep. uh, how much of it transcends between the two of us.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's, it's great. And that's one of the things I love about this podcast is hearing about... How old is like, because, because being an actor, like the anime world is kind of scary to me because yeah. I just don't know about it. And so just to hear like, yeah, the similarities, it's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, um, like one of the things I used to say, because like I did pro wrestling before I went to this, the second theater school and I would always sort of like justify it to everybody where it's like pro less pro wrestling is just dance class. Like it's just dance class that that's slightly different mm-hmm. that ends differently Um, And it's the same thing with stage combat. Stage combat is fight choreography is dance choreography. Slightly different. Yeah. Like it's, it's really all it is. And I, I kind of joke around because like my brain does not understand dance choreography, but I can pick up a fight scene so quick. Right. Like my brain, like I'm just wired for it. It just makes sense to me. Like the moment I see him like, Oh yeah, that's how you would step. That's where you would go. That's what it just, it all makes sense to me right away. Whereas like someone who understands dance better than me I've had people who are really good dancers who 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 have two left feet when it comes to fight, mm-hmm. and and it's it, it's just funny how our brains don't connect those things when they're so similar. Yeah. Um, two things I just want to touch on, sure, and then we can wrap up. You bet. Um, first thing I and this is just kind of advice things. I wish I said this earlier in the podcast because we might have lost people before this point. But if you're, I might sound like a boomer here, but if you're a woman who thinks. I'm not gonna do fights. I don't need to know stage combat. I, I super disagree with you, and my reasoning is a lot of domestic violence scenes, and sort of the way things are going right now in Hollywood, it, it's beneficial for a female actor to learn stage combat, um, especially when it comes to domestic violence scenes. And this is this is gonna sound weird, <laughs> and because I've said this to people, like I've said this to my friends in real life. Where I'm like you need to learn it because you look like a perfect victim like you look <laughs> like you, you look you, you you look like somebody who we don't want to see get hurt that feels backhanded <laughs> yeah, a little bit but no like you look like somebody who we don't want to see get hurt like we want to root for you we want you to succeed right and so if you know how to sell you getting slapped by your drunk husband that's that's gonna be something in your pocket that's gonna make you stand out to a whole bu- like to a whole bunch of other people.
1: When you said that, all I all I think is like why why would you not do it? Like why why wouldn't you yeah. wanna open yourself up
0: to like a larger variety of roles? Right? Yeah, I honestly I I don't understand it. I yeah. don't understand why people are opposed to it. Um because this is one of the things I, I have no problem saying this. I've said it a million times and people know this is how I feel. But when I went to a studio, we had a tap class. And I'm not against learning tap. There are places where it's useful. So, like, I'm not against it at all. But my argument was why are we learning something that's only going to apply to such a small amount of us when we should all be learning stage combat? Because that's something that can literally apply to everybody in this room. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told a bunch of people, like, a bunch of the dudes in my class, it's like, especially there was a few of them, I was like, the moment you get out of here, you're going to have to punch somebody. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> on stage they're going to make you hit somebody. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, lo and behold, like, six months after you all graduated, I got a whole bunch of phone calls. I got a whole bunch of text messages from a bunch of dudes being like, You were right. Like, I came in, they wanted me to punch somebody. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Yeah, we all need to learn it. Like, it it happens more for men than women, but I still think for women, it's very important for you to know how to take a fall, how to take a slap, how to give a slap, because girls fight too, you know. And in this world,
1: I, yeah, exactly. Trying to remember her name. Oh, curses that I can't remember, but, um, you know, she. I have she, some. I have, I have. She was in. I have uh, some women on my list. Yeah, but like she was, she's uh, like from the 70s or the 80s. There's like kung fu movies starring Cynthia Cynthia Rothrock. Is that it? Uh, I the think white so. girl. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, Cynthia. She's on my list of like movies I think people should check out. Uh, okay. I love awesome. Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she is, she is, um, uh, she, she's a uh, like a a world champion in forms and armed combat In karate. Like, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. also with like weapons, weapons, weapons and forms. Okay. That's what she is. Um, she's, she's amazing. She is, I follow her on like Facebook. I follow her on Instagram. (laughs) She's, she's still kicking it. She's fantastic. She's someone who should have been far more famous than what she was. Mm. It's actually a a crime that she's not up there with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. She should be. She was Um,
1: like, she was listed as one of Time Magazine. She was, she was in Time Magazine, like during her, her big stint for, for being. I did not know that. For being. That's uh, awesome. Uh, she was like one of the highest grossing to video stars via video stars yeah yeah
0: a hundred percent i i i believe that (laughs) um but yeah no like women like and especially like you look at the marvel movies if you look at like a lot of action films coming out now they want to have female leads and they and they want the female the females to kick ass yeah honestly i feel
1: like it's only on the rise
0: yeah well i mean like and i have i have girls who who are acting out here who are telling me like hey do you know where I can take a Taekwondo class? Do you know where I can take an MMA class? You know, Because they know I'm a fight guy, right. and their agent is telling them, hey, listen, learn how to throw a kick. Learn how to take a punch. And it's like, yeah, do this, do this, do this, this. All right, so, so let me like, let,
1: let me break you off at that point. I'm going to snap your little branch off here, and I'm going to ask. Yeah. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn stage combat, where do they go?
0: What do they do? How do they get started? I would actually recommend that you take a, an actual fighting class first. Okay. So I, I would recommend you take a karate class, you take a Wing Chun class, you take a uh, taekwondo class, depending on, and this is okay. Not so this like, is going to be some
1: not like a jujitsu class or a krav maga class or something like that.
0: You, you can take the grapple stuff, but I would I would suggest not because when it comes to film and when it comes, yeah, even because there's very few grapple stuff I've ever done on stage. It's always been very minimal amount. Like a boxing gym. Even, like, box boxing would be great. Kickboxing would be great. Muay Thai would be great. Right. Just to get like the foundation. You don't have to be a master. But it gets you the foundation of, like, this is what it looks like when I throw a punch. This is how this is your fist look, like look like. Yeah, exactly. So you don't hurt you, your you hand. Get, you, you, exactly. You get a sense. But, like, the thing is, when you come to stage combat, things are going to be slightly different. But if you have that foundation work already, it's it's not a hard adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend that. Because um, it only helps even like pro wrestling, you take pro wrestling, take pro wrestling. Yeah. And obviously if you can take a stage combat class, take a stage combat class. Yeah. Um, you can take a wrestling or stage combat. And by wrestling, I mean pro wrestling or stage combat class. Those I'd recommend above everything else. Stage but...
1: combat and stunt school the same or no.
0: Yeah. Uh, different,
1: different. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's more to stunt class than there is in stage combat. Okay. Stage but would, you, very would
1: you learn stage combat in stunt school? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. You would learn some basics of it. You'd learn more of the film stuff than the stage stuff, but yeah. you would learn it. Um, okay cool uh
1: yeah yeah so i, I just want... <laughs> as an animator yeah. a lot of the a lot of the things that you you know you know a a little about a lot right <laughs> like an animator yeah. beyond being an expert at their craft usually like you know we have like a hobby or something like that, but it's you know we we know a little bit about a lot of things so because when yeah. you're animating things you you have to find that reference and you have to be able to you know, to replicate that movement and stuff like that. So when we, we started talking about, like, stage combat and Kung Fu, I rem- remember that I worked on Ninjago. and Oh, right, yeah. So I had to look up a lot of fight choreography. Like, how is this going to work? Because, you know, like, X, Y, or Z, or, you know, what are some cool flourishes that people have done with swords and spears yeah. and that sort of thing? And, like, what's really funny? And, you know, so they, they have Master Wu in uh, Ninjago. Yeah. And so one of the things that happened is, like, he does this jump, and then to like he does a really quick duck, but his hat stays up, and then his hat, ah. and then he stands up, and his hat falls <laughs> back on his head. you like, this, this is, it's all kinds of That's cool awful. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think this has been great. Uh, so yeah,
0: I just, I just want to list off some movies before our final thoughts. Yeah, let's mind. do it. So I, 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 I limited the list. There was like a thousand things I wanted to talk about, but I broke it down to some of my personal favorites, um, and I picked these other because um they tell a really good story or they show a lot of good technique or i just think they're really cool um so i'm just gonna rattle these off uh so we're gonna start off with the legend of drunken master with jackie chan oh never Um, get enough of that guy that that movie in particular i think is his like best film um and the three fights in particular that i think really sell it there's the marketplace fight where he's demonstrating for his mother um like drunken style for all the uh all the people that she's trying to get to sign up to the school to learn it. Um and that's like that's like the, a more fun silly based one. Like there's one where uh, he folds his back on top of a guy and then the guy crawls out from underneath but he's still folded. Right. So it just like it's like <laughs> it's great things like that. Um there's a restaurant fight he has in that where he's fighting a bunch of guys with hatchets. And what's great about that one is in that in this whole movie this is like his sober fight. So he doesn't drink during this one and he takes out like 50 people. And there's this moment in particular where he has a piece of bamboo and he they twist it in a way where the one end becomes frayed. Right. And then he's just like swiping it around like a broom and he's just cutting people up. It just looks so intense. Like it's such a good looking fight. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the ending fight where he's uh, working in the factory and he's drinking industrial alcohol, which makes <laughs> him invincible. Um, Super juice. Yeah, but what, like what I love so much about it is that the guy he's fighting is actually his real life bodyguard. Nice. So it's 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 pretty fun. Um, okay, I'm I'm just gonna jump down to the Ip Man series, and just rattle off a couple, couple fights. So this is Donnie Yen. The Ip Man films, uh, they were at Kemet the last couple years. I think they're really good. I think they're worth watching. Um, so the first one I gotta recommend is from the first film where he fights the ten black belts in the dojo. It's beyond brutal, and it's and at that point in the film, it's so impactful it's amazing check it out um then in the second film he fights another wing chun master at the end it's an amazing beautiful fight and it's like young versus old and it's like a more aggressive wing chun versus a more passive wing chun it's very great um and there's also the fight with tornado the boxer which again when you have two completely different styles looks fantastic um then in the third film this is my favorite fight in in probably the series Uh, he takes his wife to the doctor she gets a bad diagnosis then as they getting off the elevator there's a muay thai guy there to fight him and so he fights the muay thai guy there it's a very like because of the information we just got about his wife it kind of adds to that fight and the meaning of that fight so it's it's a more emotional fight and that's why i like it also in the third film at the very end he fights mike tyson that's awesome it is so funny and so cool and then in the fourth film, uh, just the ending fight with the karate master. Scott Atkins. Air... Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's Scott Atkins. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. He did make the list. Good. Did, good. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a Scott Atkins is goddamn amazing. And him and Donnie Yen. Perfect. Perfect combination. Great fight. Um, on back the Thai warrior with Tony jaw. Oh man. Love this movie. I've loved this movie since high school. Um, he has a gauntlet match in a fight club where he fights three different fighters who fight very differently. Um, and it's like one after another and especially the last guy in Mad Dog it's brilliant it's brutal it's like realistic the time movies i love the time movies they they're so real it's 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 amazing and then um not the ending fight but the first fight he has with like the bad guy's right hand man mm. he ends up thro- he has to throw the fight to to get what he wants and just seeing his character go through that journey in the fight there is like a lot of emotion and there's a lot of stakes in it. So it's it's fun to watch. It's it's worth watching. Um, and then in the Thai world as well, this is a movie I saw recently and I'm in love with it. It's called Chocolate. And the woman in particular, I've never said her name out loud, so let's hope it goes good. Uh, Yanin Metanda, And um, she plays a woman who has a mental illness, but she's able to, like her reflexes are really on point. And if she watches somebody do like a Kung Fu move, she learns it. That's the premise she's, of it. She's
1: a kung fu savant.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like Rain Man, but kung fu. Huh? Um, and so uh, she fights uh, in a butcher shop, which is really great because she's scared of flies, and there's a whole bunch of flies in it. Ooh. So her partner has to has to hold up uh, a fly trap, like one of those light bulb ones, um, around her so she can fight. And so it's really fun how they do that. And then in the ending fight, she fights this other kid named Thomas, who has like this weird con- like convulsion, so you can't really like tell his moves. But then, through fighting him, she learns how he fights, and so she fights like him, and it's it's really cool. Nice. Um, last couple ones here: uh, Kill Zone with Donnie Yen versus Sammo Hung. Now, Sammo Hung's my boy; he's my number one. Oh man! in um, this particular Sammo Hung is my man. Jackie Chan. This particular... famous
1: quote about him is: uh, "He he looks like an elephant, but moves like a monkey."
0: <laughs> I love that. Um, I always just like whenever I had to describe him to somebody, I'm like, "Think of Jackie Chan, but he's 250 pounds." Yeah. Like that's that's Sammo Hung. Um, there's this movie called Kill Zone where he plays like a a triad boss. He plays triad boss in like a hundred movies, and he fights Donnie Yen. And there's this moment where him and Donnie Yen are fighting, and he's and Donnie Yen has him in a chokehold and he's about to kill him, but Sammo Hung's phone rings, and Donnie Yen picks it up and it's Sammo Hung's wife, and so he has passes it down to Sammo Hung, and Sammo Hung says goodnight to his wife and his daughter and tells him how much he loves them, and then Donnie Yen kills him, and it's. So powerful, the timing of it, the style of the fight itself too, where you have Selma Young throwing Don Donnie Yen around. It's it's beautiful. It, everyone should check it out. Um, there's another movie called Yes, Madam, starring Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh. Uh, the final fight scene in that one, it's this is one of those ones where you look at Cynthia Rothrock and you go like, you're amazing. You are god dang amazing. You and that perfect. movie,
1: Yes, Madam, is brutal.
0: It's brutal. So brutal. It's so good. Um, Okay, then uh, we have Sammo Hung versus Wu Jing from Fatal Move. Uh, I like this one because Sammo Hung uses a staff and Wu Jing uses a sword. So it's a great combination of two different weapons. Um, Check it out. It's a very good fight. Uh, Then these last two ones are just personal favorites of mine. Forbidden Kingdom, Jackie Chan versus Jet Li. Um, Jet Li plays a monk in it and Jackie Chan plays like a drunken wanderer. And so throughout the fight, they're using different styles. So Jet Li starts in a more conventional, like uh, Wu-Tang style. Jackie Chan starts off as Drunken Master. Then Jet Li goes into Mantis to counter Drunken Master. So he goes from Drunken Master to Tiger. It's great. It's fantastic. Beautiful. Then the last one, my favorite of all time. Uh, Dragons Forever uh, is the film. It's the factory fight with Jackie Chan, Samuel Hung, and Yuen Biao. It is amazing it is three of the best people in their art in their style just fighting millions of gangsters i i can't praise it enough i love this fight you should go you can go watch on youtube but you should watch the whole film it's, it's like a great film a in general
1: beat-em-up game
0: yeah that, that is the perfect that's the perfect way to describe it actually yeah. it's like a let's way to
1: play but it's like a movie <laughs> it's like yeah let's play beat-em-up
0: starring Jeff yeah it's Jen. great okay cool yeah. um i have talked enough I am so sorry for going over time. Oh, no, don't um, worry about it. All right, cool. Well, uh, any final thoughts, Alex?
1: Uh, I'm just, it's really interesting to see how much of uh, like the stage combat and all of the, the fight choreography and the rhythm and everything transcends yeah. into uh, film and television and animation and also into how video games work now, especially with everything being kind of like in the round with players having mm-hmm. control of the camera and, you know, it, it's just wild because so much of the directing for the mocap and the animation that I do, um, you know, is, is relatable to 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 your medium as well. And it's really neat. Yeah. It's neat to have these conversations because they're yeah, they're uh, this is this,
0: this, was, this was a good one. I could talk about this even longer, but we, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, I could
1: <laughs> we, we could talk old kung fu movies for years. But oh, yeah, I'm uh,
0: wrestling. I didn't even get to wrestling. I have a big thing on wrestling, too. We did
1: talk a little bit about wrestling. We talked about it a little bit.
0: There's a few more more I could add in. Um,
1: Yeah, okay. So let's run down that movie list real quick, just with the titles.
0: Yeah, yeah. One second. Um, So that is Legend of Drunken Master with Jackie Chan. The Ip Man series. On Back the Thai Warrior with Tony Jaa. Chocolate with Yannin Vistamanda. I'm sorry. I haven't said your last name yet. Kill Zone with Donnie Yen and Samo yes madam with cynthia rothrock and michelle Yu. uh fatal move with samuel hung forbidden kingdom jackie chan and jet Li. dragons forever jackie chan samuel hung you and biao
1: okay and any guilty Jack- pleasures
0: oh my god guilty pleasures uh mortal Kombat one and two uh, <laughs> uh, street fighter i love that movie too which wait um, whoa,
1: whoa 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 which street fighter
0: uh, the the first one, not the animated one, the the live action Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, okay. And speaking of Jean Claude Van Damme, I also really love Bloodsport. Yeah. Um, Blood I, great. Because of that, Kumite has entered my uh, speech. Yeah. <laughs> I say Kumite a lot now. Um, <laughs> I also like uh, Eagle in the Shadow of the No Snake in the Shadow of the Eagle, and which is a Jackie Chan film. Yeah. And uh, Drunken Mantis. I think it's just called Drunken Mantis. Okay. Um, those, are, those are some great ones. Um, my final thoughts here, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this stuff. I love stage combat. And actually, a big reason why I'm trying to get physically fit again is so I can take a friend and take out a camera and start filming some stage combat stuff because I miss it that much. Uh, if you have any questions or if you want to get a hold of me and just talk about fight scenes and kung fu, hit us up. Please go to, please go to our socials. Uh, I'm trying my best to get those going, like really hard. Um, Let's talk about thought.
1: old Bruce Lee movies when he was in Let's Golden talk about Harvest. Bruce Lee. Let's talk
0: about Jack because I didn't even talk about Bruce Lee at all in this. Yeah. Like really, I, I had the one story, but there's a lot of things we talk about with Bruce Lee. Um, I have a lot of I have a lot of opinions on Western stuff, and I have a lot of opinions on modern day kung fu versus old. But uh, yeah, if you just want to get a hold of us, um, Instagram at Frames for Thought Podcast. Good way to get a hold of us. Twitter at the Frames Podcast and uh, our Facebook page, which is Frames for Thought Podcast. Just jump on one of those, send me a message, send in. If you want to ask Alex something about animation as well, not just about me, you can talk to Alex about animation.
1: Yeah, let us know. So,
0: yeah, and if you have any questions or a topic that you want us to, to talk about, just hit us up on those socials. We're more than happy to look into whatever you guys want to talk about. Cool. Right on, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. Goodbye. Have a great night. Bye.
1: The Frames for Thought podcast uses royalty-free music from VYEN and Corbin Kites. Thanks for listening.